Well, good morning, church, and Happy New Year. It's good to, to see everybody here. It was good to see our grandchildren. We got lots of pictures. If you're interested, you know, we'll, we'll bore you to death if we can, but anyway. Um, but it's good to, good to be back with the family of God, good to be back with you this morning. We're going to be looking at three passages of Scripture this morning. And the title of the message today is The God Who Makes All Things New. God Who Makes All Things New. And we're going to look at the passage uh, in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, and in Lamentations 3, 20 and 21. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. And he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. And Lamentations 3.21-23 But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the proclamation of his word. At the beginning of 2020, we think of new beginnings. Not only is it the beginning of a new year, but it's the beginning of a new decade. The roaring 20s are back. Now, we all need new beginnings, don't we? Because we all mess things up, right? All of us mess things up. And knowing that we can have new beginnings provides hope, doesn't it? Those who believe in Jesus also know that we serve a true and living God and the God who makes all things new. If you're not a believer, God wants to make all things new for you in your life. If you, uh, he, wants to, he wants to help you. You see, God, the God that we serve, is a God of new beginnings. You don't have to wait to have a new beginning. You don't have to wait till January 1st to have a new beginning. You can have forgiveness and a new start every single day. Every single day. No matter how bad we blew it yesterday, today is a new day. And we can begin again because we serve a God who makes all things new. God is a God who longs to forgive. He longs to give us new start. God is a God who paid the ultimate price that we might have a new start and be forgiven. The very death, the very blood of His Son was shed so that we could be forgiven. Also, no matter how difficult of circumstances you are going through right now, Jesus Christ promises His presence to lead you through the darkest of times and bring you through. No matter how difficult the circumstances you are going through right now, Jesus Christ promises His presence to lead you through the darkest of times and bring you through. We're familiar with Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We know that. (coughs) We know that when we're going through even something like death, uh, the Lord is with us and he, he, he will be there to those 
who trust him to help them. But you know, there's an alternate translation for this verse. And if you click on your notes, you read those footnotes at the bottoms of your Bible, some of them will, many of them will include it. And it says, it says this, though I walk through the deep darkness, I fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Though I walk through the deep darkness, see you might be walking through deep darkness right now. It might be the deepest darkness that you've ever faced. God wants to be with you. He wants to be your shepherd. Our God, the true and living God, is a God who makes all things new. I want us to look at the three passages I read this morning to see how God makes all things new. First of all, God ultimately will make all things new. Now, Revelation 21 and 22 we read that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth because the first heaven, the, the, uh, the first earth had passed away. The first earth has been messed up by man's sins and it has passed away and there's, and, and, and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and there's not going to be any more sea. Uh, and that's a symbol, the sea is a symbol of separation. Uh, it was to John as he wrote this on the uh, island of Patmos because he was separated from his brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when it says there's not going to be any more sea, it's not saying the beauty of the sea is not going to be there, but it's, it's talking about there's not going to be any separation. There's not going to be the, the kinds of separations we have in this life. And then it says the new Jerusalem, the city of God, comes down out of heaven to earth. Now notice that God is coming to us. As God always does. He always comes to us. If God waited for us to come to him, we would never come. He comes to us. And so it says the city of God is coming to earth where God ultimately will dwell with his people. In this new heaven and new earth, God will dwell with his people. He will dwell among the inhabitants of this city. He's going to be their God, our God. And he's going to wipe away every tear from the eyes of those who believe in him, those who trust in him. It also says in these two chapters, there's, there's going to be some things that are not going to be allowed in the, in the heavenly city, in the new Jerusalem. It says there will be no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain. These former things passed away. It says then in verse 5, God himself is making everything new. God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, will freely supply without payment to those dwelling with him from the spring of the water of life. You see, this is the heritage of those who trust in God, who by their trust in Jesus have overcome the evil one. God's going to be with us and will make everything new and we will be his sons and his daughters forever. Now there are some that are not going to be in heaven, the scripture says. In Revelation 21.8 it says, The cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now, oftentimes people ask me, and they'll ask you, if God is all good and all powerful, why doesn't he do away with evil right now? And my answer to them is very simple. He's going to. He is going to. Those who ask that question don't consider themselves part of the evil that God needs to do away with. 
But you see, every one of us, every human being, you and me, we all have a selfish, sinful, depraved nature. And we all need a Savior. We need a Savior to save us from our sin. We need a Savior to save us from ourselves. And notice it's just not murderers or sexually immoral or sorcerers or idolaters who will not be in God's cities, but it's the cowardly, the faithless, and all liars. Now, you think about that list, it kind of is all-inclusive, isn't it? It's kind of all-inclusive because all of us need to be made new and redeemed. We all need for Jesus to wash away our sins with his blood. We need that. We must have that. Uh, we need to be redeemed and made new. Jesus wants to save you and I and, and begin to make us new by his redeeming love so that we will not be a part of those listed here. All of us need to be redeemed and saved and let God begin that process in us of eradicating the evil from us. If you say it doesn't need to happen, you're only fooling yourself. You see, there's a new day coming. There's a new day coming. Evil and unforgiven evildoers will be completely ruined. Those who abuse and misuse others, those who mock and refuse to glorify God, those who love darkness rather than light, who will not repent and turn to the one who will save them, um, will not be there. And those, and there will be those who have trusted in Jesus and counted, and His righteousness has been counted toward them, will be at peace with the one ruler, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is coming. That is coming. God is going to make everything ultimately new. But it's not just someday out there in the future that God's going to make all things new. He can begin today to make all things new for you and me. God can begin today to make you new. God can begin to make you new today. Now, some of you will say, you know, it's not really the future that I'm worried about right now. I need something right now. I need a new life today. And the good news is you can have a new life today. 2 Corinthians 5, the second scripture says, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5 is a very fascinating chapter of scripture. We're told that Christ died for us that those who live might no longer live for ourselves, but for Jesus who died and rose again. You see, we are not called to center our lives around us and ourselves and our agenda. We're called to live for the glory of God. We're called to be in relationship with God and to live for God. And so... And so then it talks about how we are made new in Jesus and can see everything differently. We are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. (coughs) Why? (coughs) Excuse me. Why is that true? Because God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. Jesus, the sinless son of God himself, was made sin, our sin offering, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, the offering of Jesus on the cross was acceptable to God as a just payment for our sin. The price has been paid. You don't have to pay for your sins anymore. Your sins can be forgiven. You can be made right with God because of what Jesus did and by putting your faith and trust in Him. 
His perfect sinlessness is counted to us uh, as righteousness. Because of this, we can be made a new creation today. You see, we, we just don't need a reformation or we need a resurrection. We don't just need a heart transformation, but we need a new heart that God will give us if we believe. We don't need our present lives corrected, but we need to be raised from the deadness of our sin and made alive in Christ Jesus. And it can happen today. It's an act of faith. Jesus will give you a new life if you'll call on his name and ask him to save you, to raise you from your death that you're in and forgive your sins. He will do it for you because he's done it for, for everyone who's called on his name. He wants to give you a new life and a new start. He wants to make you a new man or a new woman, a new creation. And you can be by believing, receiving Jesus. The scripture says, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. But not only does God make us new creations in Christ, he gives us new beginnings every single day. God gives new starts every single day even in the middle of horrific circumstances. God gives new starts every single day, even in the beginning of horrific circumstances. The last picture we read today was Lamentations 3, 21 21 through 23. And it says, I call to mind this, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. In Lamentations, Jeremiah, it's it's, Lamentations means crying. He, He is mourning because it's the worst time in history for Israel and for Judah. It's the very worst time. The Babylonians had come in. They captured Jerusalem. They let off almost all the people into captivity. Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. Their leaders were imprisoned or killed. uh, Killed or imprisoned in Babylon. And so this book, the book of sorrows and crying, the book of the Bible we call Lamentations, recounts the horrific and horrible circumstances happening right then among the people of Judah. Life could not be any worse for them. Do you hear me? Life could not be any worse for them. Now sometimes we think in our lives that it can't get any worse, right? It can't get any worse than that. Have you ever thought? I've thought that. And most of the time that's not true. But, you know, there might be some time in your life that that is true. It's just the worst time that you've ever faced in the whole history of your life. And for some of you, it might be today. It might be today that you're going through things you never thought you'd have to go through. For the people of Judah at that time in their history, it was true. And so the book of Lamentations says this word of hope. It's right in the middle, right in the very middle of the book of Lamentations. This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You see, their hope was not found in their circumstances. And because their circumstances were horrible. And they weren't actually going to change for a long time. Um, it was not found in human ingenuity or abilities. There was nothing they could do about what they were going through. They just had to face it. Um, 
Their hope was found in what? In the steadfast love of the Lord. You see, God's love does not change no matter how horrific and horrible the circumstances of your life are now. God's love for you does not change. God proved His love for you when Christ died for you. His love for you does not change. His love never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Every morning they are new. You see, you and I can have hope because God loves us. He desires to be there to help us no matter what we are facing. When life crashes in on you, God is faithful to you and and He wants to be merciful to you and He will be present for you if you will just call on Him. You know, you might think, man, my life's so rough, I just, I don't hardly have any faith. My faith is shaky. It's so shaky and I just, it's hard for me to believe that. And, and you might say, I don't even know if I believe anything. Whatever kind of faith you find yourself with today, turn to Him with that smallest amount of faith you have. Jesus said, if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, that's just a little bit bigger than a speck of dust. Turn to Him with the smallest amount of faith And God will hear you. Even during life crashing down on you because of your own sin. Because the problems that you have, you caused them. You know, most of the problems I've had in my life, I actually caused. I know that's hard for you to believe like a wise guy like me would actually, you know, do that. But but even when you cause the troubles and the circumstances that become a bad choice as you made, God will be there to love you and be merciful to Him if you turn to Him. If you, you might be in circumstances because of the sins, the wickedness of others. That happens. Others make terrible choices and we find ourselves in horrific circumstances. But you see, God will help you make it through whatever has happened to you in those times also. You might think you can't turn to Him because you have some great sin or great sins in your life. Uh, you may know the circumstances that you find in self today you've brought on yourself. And so a lot of times we assume wrongly that God would not respond to your pleas or cries for help. And so you don't call on him. But that's the wrong assumption. That's the wrong response. God's mercies never come to an end. His love never ceases. If you remember him, you call to him, there is hope. Why? Because great is His faithfulness. It doesn't say great is your faithfulness. But great is His faithfulness. You see, God is a God who makes all things new. Yes, He does. He's ultimately going to restore all creation. And ultimately, in the end, everything will be made new. He can begin to make all things new in your life today if you'll put your trust in Him. He can give you a new start every single day during the most horrific circumstances of life because His love never ceases. His mercies never end. No matter how bad we blow it, blew it yet today or yesterday, today is a new day. And we can begin again 
Because we serve a God who makes all things new. No matter how difficult the circumstances we're going through right now, you're going through right now, Jesus Christ promises His presence to lead you through the darkest of times and bring you through. I don't know who wrote it. I think it's a fairly modern kind of hymn. It's, it's kind, it's, the title of the hymn is Untitled Hymn. But it says this, Weak and wounded sinner, lost and left to die. Raise your head for love is passing by. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus and live. Like a newborn baby, don't be afraid to crawl. Remember when you walk, sometimes you fall. So fall on Jesus. Fall on Jesus, fall on Jesus and live. Sometimes the way is lonely, steep and filled with pain. So if your sky is dark and pours the rain, then cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus and live. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Thank you, O God. For your steadfast love. For your mercies that are new every day. I pray that every person here would know how much you love them. Would think about your steadfast love. Would know that your mercies are new every day. And that if they need forgiveness, they can call on you because of Jesus, because of the blood that He shed, and you will forgive them. If they need strength, if they need endurance, your mercies are new and you will help them through whatever they're going through. Draw them to yourself. Work in their lives. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.